What's up, everyone? Bullinger Radio 94.5 live stream on WSQFradio.com. This is yours truly, Mac on the Rock. For those who don't know these things, if you've been here for as long as I have, 50 years and counting, people in the mainland call us, oh, the guys from the Rock. They never come off the Rock to go anywhere. We're one of those guys that you invite us to parties and stuff, and we show up at 11. We took all your girls, and we, co- and we come back to the beach. So all these years go by, and I have to settle for Lou. Yay! What's up with you, Lou? Um, I will confess to the audience that today is one of those days where I did not read Lou's article in advance. Which is fine. And do you want to let the audience know what the hell you were talking about? Uh, I've talked about, well, you'll have to read it, I guess. We're going to play it because we have this AI friend. He swears, you know, he's AI, so he swears he's not a liberal. (laughs) So we let him say these articles out loud and read them to you so that we don't interrupt the article. You can hear it in its fullest form. But give us an intro. If you you guys are all wise enough to... Remember what Lou is. Go ahead, Lou. What do you write for? How much do they respect you? If you guys are all wise enough to subscribe to the best political, cultural, critical magazine in existence, which is the American Spectator. It's been around a long time, and it's made a difference in this culture war war and political war against the left. And I'm fortunate enough to be a writer for them and have a column for them. And this week, I talk about America basically being bizarro world. Now, if uh, our old partner was here, if the, if the third wheel was here, like he, he would say, it's the normal world. He would, he would, but he would know. He would recognize the idea of bizarro world, which comes from the Superman comics, which is a parallel planet to Earth where everybody is exact duplicates of Superman, Lois Lane, and all the characters, except they're morons. And they have a code, a bizarro code, which is us hate beauty. Us love ugliness. And it goes, What, it's like a mantra? It's like a mantra. It's a bizarro code. And uh, anyway, it's, 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 like a, it's like an asylum, but it's another planet and... It's, uh, you know, there's so much you can do with it, but I finally realized, uh, watching the antics of this uh, Pope, Pope Francis, and our leaders, Biden, and uh, the leader of uh, the UK, Sunak, I realized that Joe Biden, President Joe Biden, Prime Minister Sunak, and Pope Francis are the bizarro world counterparts to Ronald Reagan, John Paul II, and Maggie Thatcher. Wow. <laughs> and uh, So, uh, Lou, what he does is combine culture, movies, and politics correct. combined in a sauce that is his written prose. That is. That is and, and, and many times I'm impressed, and many times I'm not impressed. <laughs> but when I'm not impressed, it's because he's acting like he's really conservative, and <laughs> he ain't conservative next to me. Plus, we have him, who's never around anymore. Yes. I think he realized his sexuality, and <laughs> I think he has a girlfriend, I've been told, but he wouldn't even reply about that. So, See, a real man would have a girlfriend and still show up. Not only that, he would tell her yes. that he's getting paid for this. He would tell her, I'm doing the show. And I got a raise. I'm doing the show, babe. You'll have to wait. That's yes. what a real man would say. Yes. And in case you're listening, 
I guys learn from a man who's divorced <laughs> and from the other one who has never been married. We got the best damn advice in the planet. Because <laughs> we blink once, we said it, blink twice. You missed it here on the Lou and I. And I don't know how long we're going to be calling it the Him Show. No, I guess not. You know, what the hell? I guess not. Um, 800 Crenna Boulevard, by the way, has uh, announced the expansion of our Ben Moore store. Mm-hmm. Come check it out. It's a spectacular place. I've been told by Benjamin Moore, higher-ups, that it's probably the most impressive place they've ever seen. And I, they, without conditions or limitation, they just say, wow, never thought of that. That's going to take off, meaning they're going to copy my idea. And it's uh, the ironic is that I made it a, uh, a pictorial place in, in dedication to our founder, Finlay Matheson, who was once the owner of the entire island of Kibiscane, and uh, developed uh, his home first, like a place for rest and recreation, Mashta means rest and recreation, and it was called the Mashta Mansion. Hmm. So come check it out, because hmm. it's a splendor, it's a splendorous uh, voyage into the past. All in the name of feeling proud about the store, so you buy my paint! Because Ben Moore is, a, is the best band in the world. It's really up there, uh, number one. Nobody yeah. can say it's number two. Well, do you send out if people order it? Do I send, I send them on their way when they already have to pay me? If they're not, I call you all the time. Pay no, me, I mean, pay me, pay because me. this is only good, useful for Miami. Uh, really. Well, Ben Moore is a worldwide brand. Right. It's actually uh, originated in Canada. Its home office is in upstate New York. But by Americans, even though... They were in Canada at the time. But uh, anyway, they just made an incredible paint. It's evolved over the years to the best paint in town. Uh, women claim that, uh, check this one out. I've asked ladies why they buy the most expensive paint I have called Aura. And they go, you don't know about Aura? And I go, <laughs> no, I know that it costs five times more than a regular gallon of paint. Oh, don't you see we go to baby showers and Aura dries with a texture to it, there's a feeling to it. Well, guess what? It makes us all fertile. Ah! I go, what an answer. Yeah. Well, That's you, something that I would never have. No, no man would have. I would have just like, whoa. And many times I go into my store disheveled or looking like a regular old handyman for that reason alone, so I can engage with new customers and don't necessarily know that I own the joint. And those who know me, obviously, I can't pull that one on them. But for those who don't, uh, once you find out, you understand just about everything. So, one of the biggest criticisms I get as a person, and I, I really take it a front to it because I tell people, look, you might find me very talkative. I find myself quite talkative. But after all, I'm so talkative that I took the moment and s- self-worth to build WSQF Blink Radio so I can talk in stereo. Well, there's nothing wrong with being talkative if you know what you're talking about. Right. Which is So un- today, I won a wonderful quote from Jordan Peterson. Ah. And he put it marvelously. And he of always, course, I cut and paste it because it came over a meme. He always does. And I sent it to, if you haven't received it yet, uh, just text me and I'll send it right back to you. For all those who... Slant me or demean me by saying, yeah, yeah, that guy doesn't shut up. He doesn't talk. My reply to my friends who give it a damn to say, hey, man, have you ever thought that maybe you have nothing to say? 
how you're listening to what he's saying or you just disagree with him so much that you make that comment. I know him very well. I don't know him that well, but he's always been very, very informative, talkative, and he knows more about the stuff he's interested in than I know about the stuff I'm interested in. Who's that? That's my point. Who's that? Who are you talking about? I'm talking about, oh, see what I mean? Perfect example. The guy he talks with on the phone. It's the guy on the radio with you, pin drop. Oh, me? Yeah, no, me! Oh, you? Well, who are you talking about that, that that's making a difference in all that stuff? Me! Oh, wow, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. right, right, I got it. Yeah, like half of his real estate value okay, gotcha. that he's presently experiencing. And that, and that, but why are you talking in the third person? Uh, because I'm talking as if someone is criticizing me. I don't think so. That the segue... Maybe that's what they think. I'm talking in third person. I don't maybe. think that's a good policy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Unfortunately, it's in stereo. It's got to be coming in. Um, anyway, there's So what? Jordan Peterson says, that was a segue. Well, yeah, I was waiting for the... And As then, an answer to it, he says, if you have something to say, your silence is a lie. No, nah, good point. Brilliant! Jordan Peterson is one of the reasons why the left will never win. Him and, and he's Canadian. And, yeah. and he can't vote in our election. And he, can't, yeah. and he learned to like Donald Trump after the fact. And he can't vote in their election because he's a... He's <laughs> they, a probably, they probably took his registration yeah. away. Right. <laughs> I, I think that's uh, more likely than not. So, let's play your article. All right. And then you can elaborate further because for once... Well, it's a, it should be a conversation starter. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Where's the caviar and the crackers, please? <laughs> you know, Lou's got to admit that I gave him this beautiful shirt. And you know what his first comments are? It's too big for it's me. It's too big for me. Yeah, fortunately, I've shrunk a little bit in my, yeah, yeah, in yeah, my yeah. older years. And suggest the woke insanity may be losing its grip on us all. <coughs> a oh, long time ago, when comic books were fun and meant to be grown out of, before they went dark and woke yet infantile, they served a vital purpose. They introduced kids to science fiction concepts that first stimulated their imagination. As an avid Superman fan, I, like millions of other boys around the world, pondered the science of his existence. How did coming from another planet, Krypton, give him powers and ability beyond those of mortal men? How did no one recognize him as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper? One of us young superologists grew up to be the great science fiction writer Larry Niven, the mote in God's eye, Lucifer's hammer. In 1969, Niven wrote the ultimate physics-based essay, Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex, on why Superman cannot have sex with Lois Lane. The short clean answer is because ejaculation is an involuntary act, and to a human female fatal. In any case, this was the sort of imaginative contemplation the Superman mythmakers inspired. But perhaps the most relevant to today was their creation of Bizarro World. Bizarro World is a parallel planet where exist repulsive versions of the Superman characters, Superman, Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen, and Perry White. But their biggest difference from the familiar universe is that they're morons. The Bizarro Code proudly states that, us hate beauty. Us love ugliness. Is big crime to make anything perfect on Bizarro World. And in the last two decades our world and country have become Bizarro World. Read more from Lou Aguilar, Marvel Less Movies. Certainly, a large number of female social media influencers brandishing green hair, tattoos, nose rings, and ignorance subscribe to at least two rules of the Bizarro Code. They hate beauty and they love ugliness. But until very recently, they could feel at home in the real world thanks to its loser leaders. Take just three for instance. As I've previously noted, U.S. President Joe Biden, 
UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, and Pope Francis are the bizarro world counterparts to Ronald Reagan, Maggie Thatcher, and John Paul II. The latter three not only elevated their own people but destroyed the evil empire threatening them. Then their successors ceded their cultural and political gains to the left, resulting in, yes, bizarro world. Only in bizarro world does a mindless zombie president literally decomposing in plain sight get hailed as an elder statesman by a lapdog corrupt media. Only in bizarro does the aforementioned undead president call the most humiliating military disaster since the fall of Saigon a success. Only in bizarro world does a country open its border to millions of unidentified invaders who threaten its citizens while the man in charge of it claims the border is secure. Only in bizarro world would a presidential press secretary be asked about rising anti-Semitism after the slaughter of 1,200 Jews in Israel and respond by lecturing on disproportionate hate crime against Muslims. Only in bizarro world would a military fire thousands of COVID vaccine-refusing soldiers, be shocked by the subsequent recruitment drop, then beg its virtuously ousted and insulted men to rejoin. Only in bizarro world would democratic city officials vilify their police and coddle criminals then balk when cops retire at a record pace. The NYPD lost more than 5,000 officers in 2020, a 75% increase from the previous year. Only in bizarro world would men calling themselves women be allowed to compete against female athletes and destroy their future hopes, or be thrust in women's prisons to prey upon the weaker inmates. Read more, A Christmas Moral for Women. Only in bizarro world does a Muslim immigrant knife three children, and when the country's citizens rise in protest, would the Prime Minister condemn far-right hate. Ireland's Prime Minister Leo Varadkar hates the Irish people free speech champion Elon Musk said on X and only in bizarro world with the most preeminent religious leader in the world fate large groups of transgender folk who oppose both church principle and reality, fire men who back those principles, and equate Israeli retribution against Hamas savagery as itself terrorism. But the tremors that shook Krypton are now shaking bizarro world, suggesting its end is also nigh. It starts with mockery once disallowed by social media before Musk took charge of Twitter. The previously banned satirical site Babylon Bee last week ridiculed Pope Francis in a devastatingly funny story. Men pretending to be women go to lunch with man pretending to be Catholic, read the headline. The Pope's fellow Argentinian, Javier Malay, the country's new president after a huge victory last week, previously called Francis a filthy leftist. As President Malay has since moderated his tone toward the Pope but, unlike His Holiness, not toward socialism. Malay views abortion as morally indefensible and will permit it only when the life of the mother is at risk. Read more, when Hollywoke becomes a joke, it's over. Another conservative electoral blowout rocked bizarro world last week, that of Hert Wilders' far-right party in the Netherlands. Wilders will doubtless cancel the bizarro EU plan to close 3,000 farms in the name of climate equity. He will instead likely close Holland's borders to the mass Muslim migration destroying Europe and currently disrupting Ireland. As for America, next year will tell the tale. Will we elect a superman or continue to follow the bizarro code? Is big crime to make anything perfect on bizarro world? Looking for an endearing holiday gift book? Try my romantic Christmas ghost story, The Christmas Spirit, available at Amazon, Barnes, and Noble, and other fine bookstores. So, I don't know where to start other than the most recent thing. The most recent I, uh, the, uh... No, the Pope pretending to be Catholic. At one time, I thought that Jesus had to have existed because if his father found an Argentine and made him Pope, <laughs> everything is possible. Yeah. But him not denouncing homosexuality and transgenderism it, and binary culture can't. Uh, makes it almost impossible to support after this. No, he, no, I, I know. I, and as a Catholic, it, you know, what do you do? I what mean, do you do? 
Mm-hmm. And they, many people have said as soon as he became pope, since he was the first non-European pope, everybody said, oh, that's the last pope. <laughs> it would be prototypical for the Argentines who feel like they're in first place. Is uh, they're actually the last? But they're the desperately, they're desperately trying to cement their legacy for when he, you know, when he goes, that it goes, that the church goes left. It's incredible. They're fine, you know. It's, well, when he fired our cardinal, who uh, was who was a stalwart conservative like myself, not like you, yeah. okay. Uh, I found. Myself at odds because it's the same fascism we see in our own country. No, I'm, I'm and I knew we were up to something when they were calling Trump fascist. I go, oh, the left is on its authoritarian ways, authoritarian ways, because we elected someone with an Islamic name with suspect lineage. We made him president. He was nothing more than a state, a state legislator, just maybe three years earlier. Never finished his Senate term. We made a president by six million votes. Then he gets four million less in his run, in his reelection, beats a capitalist, very successful one, even though he's a phony Republican, Romney. Romney, and he beats him by four million less than he won the first time, but he still wins. Yeah. And then the, the real disaster is his second term, where we don't have the gall to really repeal Obamacare. Knowing that us people, affluent people with really great insurance, is now going to have terrible insurance, even though we pay for great insurance. I'm one of those people. I'm 59 years old with diabetes, advanced. I've had three strokes. I suffered a serious blow to the head in 1987, and that's now the area where the strokes are occurring. In other words, the, the brain hemorrhaging there. And... I have insurance that could cost my parent, my my children their fortunes because if I have to start paying cash for everything, there's nothing to leave them. And government doesn't have the right to sink all ships on account of a few survivors. You're talking common sense, which was abandoned by the left, by God. Well, Bizarro World is a place that's infected with... My intellectual acumen. Everything is opposite. The progressive virus. Correct. That's exactly right. That's the whole And point. I described it and read it to you guys. And what do you guys do? Snicker and talk and interrupt me while I spoke when, in fact, I've got something to say. My silence would be a lie. <laughs> the mantra of today. Unfortunately, for Lou and everybody else around here, with the exception of Donald Trump, and we can argue with Ted Cruz, I'm smarter than most of you. Hmm. It's that simple. Hmm. What I have is tacit knowledge hmm. for lack of the titles. Now I realize that getting thrown out of college, getting thrown out, was actually visionary. I spent 20 years banging myself for not completing the task since my parents didn't go to college and they gave me the fruits of their labor so that I can go to college and then I go and I dump on college and do poorly in school. I realized, my God, I was prescient even about that without realizing it. <laughs> None of us should be going to college. It's an indoctrination camp. No, it wasn't so much when we were there. When, well, maybe when I was there. I'm 10 years I was already arguing from the back of the class. I'm older than you. My teachers were commies. The University of Maryland was, was, was very good, I thought. Very good. Oh, we're both from the University of Maryland. Yeah, we, yeah, we st- <laughs> He went 20 semesters, I went three. <laughs> it's amazing how, and we're, oh, we're similar in age. I'm 59. How old are you? Yeah, a little older. A little older. But we didn't run into each other in campus or no, nothing. No, we were Allegheny Dorm, both of us. Both of us Allegheny <laughs> Dorm! Yeah, I got laid in Allegheny and you didn't. No, I didn't. It's, it's, and it's quite uh, 
quite a place because it was like the rat hole of the campus. And you had a, you had to have a, a, a it's an all boy dorm. You too. had to have a roommate. I almost stepped on myself there um, because I had to bring him in. Excuse me, the copy. It's all male boyfriend. Doesn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring him in. <laughs> and women stuck out like sore thumbs in Allegheny, believe me. There was one woman in the building, everybody knew. There's a chick in the house, there's a chick in the house, because it was an all-guy dorm. And it wasn't, it wasn't co- well, my, my co- friend, my, my friends were in uh, Delta Tau. Oh, Delta. no air conditioning and no heater. My friends were on Fraternity Row in Delta Tau, Delta. And that was, that a, was a big building. That was a place to go. Yeah, it was a party central. It was yeah, very, man. <laughs> it was a high building. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the co-ed dorms were all modernized, yeah. central air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Allegheny was from the Civil War, bro. Yeah, right. There was a dungeon back there. I, I, I liked That's it. That's where I met Lenny Bias. I had my little room and, and you know, tea, my tea. And the window always open, yeah. 365 days a year, because even in the winter, you're resuscitating yourself on the heat you went through in the summer, that you said, let the cold air in, baby. And uh, I remember... Uh, that was a good time. What was the other the other dorm that was across the alleyway there? Allegheny and... I don't remember. It was like a Dunbar dorm. They were all, they were all Maryland counties. All right, right, there. right. Uh, Allegheny and Dunbar, I believe, yeah. was right across the way there. But you could scream from each other. You could throw stuff from one window to the other. It was yeah, it old was, colonial hallway. It, it was a great. It was a great school, and it was great fun. Beautiful campus. Yeah, mind-bogglingly it, it, huge. It, it was. It was. It was fine. And and uh, you know, right I, on eight one eight. And I'm so sad that would would college. Did you been. have the rendezvous in when you were there? I think you did. Oh yeah, the Vu. The Vu, baby. Friday night, man. What was cool about the rendezvous in? The rendezvous when you would go and hit on a chick. Oh my you god! Could, you would look down at their feet, right? And if their and their shoes were destroyed, you could honestly say with great vision and prowess, you say, "Honey." Uh, this is the first time you're here. I'd like to take care of you tonight. You're not safe. Why do you say that? How do you know you're the first time I'm here? Because you came in your dress shoes. You got to come in sneakers, man. The beer is three inches thick by 10 o'clock at night. On the floor, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was every Friday night. It was great. I mean, it really And it was a dungeon. It, yeah. had, it had those steep... Uh, Imagine drunk people going down those steep was, stairs to get to the bathroom. That was the place. That was the only place to go. And the, and the town was nice, too. You know what really, what really happened? And it's not embellishment. Because I get accused of that as well. And then I prove it that I wasn't embellishing anything. People really just can't understand the kind of life I've led. Um, I'm, in a, I'm in a place. I've already, already been thrown out of Maryland. Um, in fact, I after having appendicitis there, that was my last month there, being rushed to uh, Allegheny Hospital. And years later, I get a Playboy magazine. I actually watched it. I actually read the Playboy magazine. Can't deny it. There were fine articles. And there one, are, yeah, they're actually well-written articles. Great interviews with great people. Yeah, Clint, kind Sean of, Connor. kind of like Vanity Fair style. Yeah. Okay, avant-garde, a little bit on the left. As an well, English major, you know, Playboy. You know, I would have loved to have. You know, been. yeah, I know what you would have loved to. <laughs> you don't need to allow. You like your written prose would have taken you far. Okay, <laughs> so. There was a little article, wasn't long, about the greatest college bars. And it was the Vu? And they put a list. And I said, this article sucks. No, There's no, no mention of the Vu. The Vu. So I look at the list in the in the picture section of the article that accompanied. And sure enough, 1 through 25, they named them all. Of course, I didn't know the names of anybody but the Vu. <laughs> but no then wrong. I was annoyed because we didn't even show up on the 25th list. I I'll forgive them for not talking to us about it in the article, but Konya 24 out of 25, well, I would have settled. Guess well, what? 
And second thought, I sat there in my grumness, you know. I see a star on top of one. And I go to, I go to the star on top of one. And I look down and I read the star. He goes, we don't include the rendezvous in at the University of Maryland because we don't seem to, we can't comfort ourselves be, between comparing professionals with amateurs. Yeah! Yeah, it was, it, no, it was, it was a place every Friday night. It was a place to go. And if you don't believe me, look it up. Playboy 1980-something. Right. And I can't tell you the month because I can't separate between my attraction for women in, in July, January, or December. I, one of those issues. I don't know. It's one of those days. you know. And I couldn't believe it. The star was born. Playboy made the rendezvous beyond comparison to the amateur university bars. I had I had I had such a such a great time. I mean such a great time at the university. And what's really cool is that nobody drove there because there was no parking. No, so you not, had to walk there. Not at the at the whole the whole school thing, you know. Uh, and, and it was great. People night. don't realize that it was uh, uh, World War One and Civil War armory originally. So some of those buildings are that old. I saw Billy Idol in one of the armories, which was like a concrete bomb shelter for cannon fire. So you can imagine the Cusacks in there were over the top. And I'll never forget it because I went in there kind of dizzy-headed, and I was managed to catch a drumstick. And I took it home with me, Billy Isles' drums. He threw it in the crowd, or I think he hit the, the drum so hard on purpose so that the drumstick would just fly off his... Billy Idol was a genius. Wizard, man. He was great. And I was right there, of course, no place to sit. It's right. a dungeon. No, it was, it, 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 Packed house. And that's the other thing. You were there. You were there. God. Boomer Esiason was quarterback. The 80s. What a freaking awesome time that was. Boomer Esiason was our quarterback, and Lenny Bias was our star basketball player. And And I brought Adrian Branch, a lefty who played for the Lakers. I brought him home, and I knocked on the door just to mess with my dad. This guy's 6'11", black guy. Kind of handsome, you know, from the terms of, uh, well, let's not get into uh, facial features, but he was a sophisticated-looking man, to say the least. But he's standing, imagine, I'm bound barely six foot. Imagine when 6'11 looks behind <laughs> me. He's got his bag. He's super pumped that he shows up to a place on the ocean, you know. Man, you guys live here, man. <laughs> he hasn't seen that in Baltimore, you know, right? And uh, I, I had the key, but I didn't want to open the door, so I just hit the doorbell. And my dad answers the door <laughs> in his short shorts, and, you know. And my mom's name is Teresita, those who know her. Ah, uh, Teresita, <laughs> wait till you see this <laughs> in Spanish. What, what, what? Tu hijo está aquí. Universidad. We had driven home. Little, little, little did they know the shock of my grades that are coming in later in the oh, mail. Not too bad. Yeah. And I was there. I said, this is the best way to come home to break the news that I'm being thrown out of the University of Maryland for... Uh, academic uh, dysfunction and Lenny and uh, Adrian Branch is standing by me and my mom has to break out two beds just to get him to s- just so he could sleep <laughs> sleep because his legs were hanging out of the bed and he was overwhelmed by Cuban food overwhelmed by the ocean he sat there like if you already signed the Laker contract you know he goes I'm preparing you for the NBA baby this is how you're going to be living the rest of your life did he make it yes he did he made oh. in the NBA oh good and his career wasn't very long he was a lefty jump shooter. He didn't last too long. I really don't know how long his career was. And I don't know if he was a journeyman. I don't know where he went after the Lakers. But uh, I also play basketball with Keith Gatlin, 
funny-looking point guard. Speaking of basketball, if I may. Go ahead, interject. The, there's a new movie coming out on the Daily Wire, made by the Daily Wire. Now, my brother and I, my brother George is a very successful uh, second-unit director, big movies, uh, flower killers of the flower. Let the audience know what second unit director means. Second unit director is directs the, all the scenes that the main director, be it Scorsese or Ridley Scott or all the guys that my brothers worked with, big shots. The scenes that they don't want to be bothered with. Planes landing on the airport, people walking, you know, no one's, you know, they're, they're going not going to sight way before the sight. Right. But mostly because he was an action stunt man turned stunt coordinator turned second unit director. Big action battle scenes are my. Brother. But they have to be done well in they order to, to be, be edited they into have the to movie. Be done well. One of, one of his more successful movies was Zombie Land, which has a big battle. You know, big battle with zombies at the end. You know, but anyway, he's very successful. Although no one knows who he is because yeah, who cares? Yeah, um, uh, and uh, so he and I ha- and he wants to be director. He want you know his probably still does. How yeah, old is he now? No, he's, he's he's a year just a year younger than me, and you know. And is he still a virgin like you or no? And no, no, no. He's had girlfriends <laughs> and kids and stuff. Wow, fantastic. but 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 not that I am a virgin. I, just, <laughs> I didn't want. I didn't want to skip. Set over, up. Set up. I, I didn't want to skip over that. <laughs> but but anyway, um, uh, so we had this idea about speaking of basketball. We had this idea about a bunch of loser guys or like you know. Uh, street players play. I played with plenty of losers. Yeah, play, <laughs> playground players, and they're like frustrated. That all, isn't a good description. And they're all guys f- who can't even play in the playground. Because playground no, they, players, no, they, there's a lot of playground yeah, players that, yeah. that no, no, should they, be in the NBA. But okay? they, they, but they, you know, they play okay. You know, I'm a playground. But, player, but they love basketball. So I take offense in your comment. Okay? And, and and then they go preschool players. Maybe. Then, and this was my brother and I idea, and they go, uh, Hey, man. You know, we're never going to beat these, you know, players, but look at these women basketball. Look at these, you know, we can be, we can, now we can just, we don't even have to have an operation. We just say we're women. That's it, and, and play. And, and, and play, play against the Yeah, chicks. play them. Yeah. And, and become number one. And they do, and they just, and then. And, 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 Two girls in the NBA can dunk, and now all of a sudden, everybody, WNBA can dunk. So I'm in with the Daily Wire, which is the big, you know, the, the, the producer loves me. They're the biggest conservative uh, you know, uh, uh, site in existence right now. They're huge. They have so much money. They're making movies now. So I pitched it, this idea. This is da- Daily Wire, not Daily Signal. Daily Wire Entertainment, okay. which is their movie brand. Just for the audience's sake, so they can... The Daily Wire is, is Ben Shapiro and Matt Walsh, you know, and Andrew Clavin. And, and who's the man behind them? Do you know? Ben Shapiro and a guy named... Also, he's put up the money on yeah, someone else. And a guy named Jeremy Boring. Boring. He was like known for some other publication. I, I, I no. He had some pedigree when he started. Yeah, but that. but he's yeah. He, he Shapiro and him were were friends. Yeah, but there's got to be like a hedge fund behind. And him anyway, it, they, they just hired they, Jordan Peterson. He's part of them. He's, yes, he's one of them. You know, and uh, and Candace Owen. And uh, um, anyway, so so I they're making movies now that Hollywood. Their thing is that Hollywood won't that make. Hollywood will not make. So when I pitch an idea about guys saying they're women so they can, you know, not only crush them in sports, but also, you know, get laid, basically, you know, 
it was like a natural. It's the kind of movie that Hollywood would have made before it went. Imagine to- a whole locker room to themselves, right? Before it went, totally- and they scored the most points. Before, that day. <laughs> before it went, before it went totally woke and feminist. You know, it, it, they would have made it back. You know, back in the old days with like you know, Adam Sandler, one of those. Yeah, guys. yeah, making yeah. a comedy. Right, right, and uh, and uh, and then I pitched it, and he said, "Well, you're too late." My producer friend said at the Daily Wire said, you're too late. Just wait a couple of months. Friday, the premiere of, uh, I think it's called Female Ballers. And it's exactly our movie, and you can play a trailer from it. Well, you can't say it without telling me in advance. Otherwise, there's downtime here while I look for it. Uh, uh, You got to let me know in advance, you know. You got to do some kind of choreography here. Okay, and and, and anyway, uh, so... Uh, so yeah, I so want to start at the moment. Sorry, 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 sorry. It's all right. I played, uh, I played the last thing over again. I so you call it female ballers? Uh, I think, I, I, I think that's a, the name of it. Let me, uh, let me look the exactly. Yeah, because your phone is better than mine. Female. I'm on the computer here. Female ballers or women ballers. I don't know. women ball. A uh, female baller movie, right? Yeah. That ass movie. Here we go, folks. Maybe we find something here. The official trailer of Lady Baller. Lady Baller. Here we go. In a world where women's sports is being transformed, the Daily Wire calls foul with the most triggering comedy of the year. Guys, this is serious. Sports can be your pathway to a better life. Well, like yours? <laughs> Please don't steal my catalytic converter again. Winning matters. It's the key ingredient in becoming a winner. Then maybe you should try it sometime. Are you gonna move? I am not. <laughs> Let's cut to the chase. I know you're not a woman. Hey, you don't know how he identifies. If you can beat them. What do you know about the US Opens for the global games? You want us to compete as women. $5,000 prizes. My lover says you were a great coach back in the day. He just threw the shot put like a baseball. This is the way the world is now. My eight-year-old daughter told me all about it. So a guy can become a girl with no physical changes at all. Oh, that's called gender fluid. So I can be a woman on the court and a man in the bedroom. I can't believe it. Nice. You mean when you're sleeping? Yes. Coach. Alex. We, we could play, play basketball. basketball. We have to get the whole team back together. It's time. We're in. I'm in. I'm in to play Lady Baldwin. Mount up. Like a girl. That's right. I'm with her. They go to their first game in beards and pink. Believe in my truth. This is my truth. Day one of being a girl athlete. <laughs> I love being a girl. To sheroes. We could dominate every woman's sport. Running. Swimming, soccer. I said sport, Felix. It's ladies' basketball, boys. Nobody watches. Excuse me. Are these seats open? <laughs> N- never mind. Getting dunks. <laughs> and tucking trunks. Oh, no, she didn't. 
That's the biggest I've ever seen on a lady. I don't care. Lady Ballers. Oh God. So anyway, that was my idea, but they were already they were already doing it. And 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 um, uh, it's already it was already in uh, pre-production. Yeah, he said like you just wait, you're you know, great. And uh, and so he 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 texted me yesterday. He goes, it sucks if if you could have made claims on the screenplay or something. Yeah, no, I, yeah. no, I, I it's very hard. I'm uh, not going to go up against Daily Wire, you know. <laughs> yeah, because they might they they might crank another another opportunity for you. Right. That's the harshest reality is when you come up with an idea and it gets stolen from you, and you know you're on to something. No, but but my brother was, you know, I showed him the trailer, and he was like, ah, that's our movie, you know. Like, and, but here's the thing. Jeremy Boring, this is interesting for you uh, non-showbiz insiders, which <laughs> that includes me, <laughs> because uh, showbiz basically banned, banned me. Um, but uh, Jeremy, I read an interview with Jeremy Boring and, and Ben Shapiro, and Jeremy Boring says that, uh, he commissioned these writers, and they did it, but they did it half-assed. They couldn't bring themselves to go all the way and 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 mock the whole woke, you know, trans thing because it's scary. Pe- uh, people a couple of years ago were getting canceled just for you know the Babylon Bee just saying you know by giving uh, uh, what's it, the who's the uh, the the Man who dresses up as a woman and works for Trump for uh, um, Biden, you know the oh yeah, yeah the guy the naval guy yeah Rachel Ra- yeah Rachel Levine yes know. yes yes yeah you know just secretary of the navy right ugly no no not that bad uh, not that high yeah a health some kind of pathetic you know human uh, services right, okay. yeah, yeah I get it so <laughs> so um uh and they did it and they but they even they you know even they who were kind of conservative, even they backed away, and Boeing came in and said, no, you guys you guys gave me some good gags, but you didn't go all the way. So he rewrote it and just made it all, all out. And that's what we see now? Yeah, that's what we see now, all out offensive. But then, but then he said he went to actors in Hollywood that had, and these are not like, you know, regular woke actors. He went to actors that had already been banned and said, look, you can have this part. And they they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. Actors offered a part, and they wouldn't do it. They're already banned, but they would be like double secret banned, you know? <laughs> wow. Well, there's something here on Jeremy uh, Boring. Yeah. Uh, but it's 22 minutes uh, on the Ben Shapiro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. want me to it's play great. or no? No, no, no. No, no, no need. No. Well, we'd get surprised. But he's, but he t- he tells that he tells that story. So he said so he just hired Daily Wire. Well, I've got an in. I've got an in that uh, might give me the opportunity to be Ben Shapiro, and because of this radio station, I really would like, as well as our friend Millet, to come to the studio. Oh because yeah. Because people who ran against Millet came to the studio. Live here in person, and I'm asking those people, hey, in this campaign, did you upset him so much that he won't listen to you, or do you still have communications with him? And both of them said, we still have communications with him. So maybe those people allow me later come in here, and when he's next time he's in Miami, because well, let me let me tell you that that. would be the top of the blink radio game. Well, let me tell you this: there was an interview with the same applies to Ben Shapiro. There was an interview with Malay. By Tucker Carlson. Yes, it was fantastic. And it got 
half a billion views. Half five hundred million. Bi- five hundred million views. Wow! So that means I haven't seen the full version because I just saw Instagram. Half a you know five hundred million views. In, Worldwide, in, every on, language. On, on Fox, he would have gotten maybe two, three at the most, you know? Yes. For five yeah, the, at the most. The internet's amazing. Yeah, no, the X is amazing. Because that, no. Yeah, uh, Tucker X is the name of his Mule, show. Mule would have been, Mealy would have been banned from, you know, from Twitter t- two years ago. Yes. You know, everybody would have. So, good question. Do you think Tucker is, will, can be the reason Elon makes his money back? Or I can't I rest on one person. I, I, I think he's going to make his money back anyway. But boy, they wanted Because to. when the viewership gets that high, you've got to advertise on X no matter how much you don't want to. Boy, do they want to destroy him. I've, I've just, yeah, it, that's another. <laughs> but uh, Well, everybody everybody who's left Fox is now doing well for themselves. Sure. Megan, Megan, Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly. She's making a living. Meg? Absolutely. Well, it has to do with her complimenting your article. Five, yes, of course. Five or six months uh, ago. Of course. And she should repeat it on a regular basis, but for some reason, every time I mention you to her, she always, you know, calls <laughs> me by my nickname. I never <laughs> seem to understand that. Why does she associate me with you? I mean, you know, I don't get it. So uh, she had her husband on uh, the last time I saw her, how difficult it was to date her with bodyguards. And he was like a humble, happy-go-lucky kind of guy. Yeah. And he says, man, I can't believe it. My fir-, she says... Do you remember our first kiss? And you go, yeah, three guys. Three guys and me. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I didn't mean, I didn't ask you to, I didn't want you to reply that way. <laughs> and they go, well, that's the truth, man. I, you know, I made out with you with a bunch of guys staring down at me. Bodyguards, I suppose. You know, you have to assume. Me- Megan and Kelly, I, I, I watched a show yesterday with a, a man. I listened to her show. She was talking to two women. Because she's doing the the GOP debate in just you know next week, I think. Trump should show up just because. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, she had two women on, and uh, and one of them was Jewish, and she was talking about the uh, um, you know the Elon Musk controversy. Going to Israel to the kibbutz. No, as yeah, well, that, that yeah, but, that, but before, aside from that, before that, the reason the advertisers were were bailing, you know, like uh, IBM and, and oh, this is before the war, uh, before the conflict. Yes, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he I can it was around the same time, and uh, and so what he said, what what the person that said, I agree with. I mean, I agree with. The, it was a person blaming the Jews. For, uh, you know, and I, and I'm I'm like you know I'm Mr. Don't give us. Uh, I'll slam you later. Go ahead, blame the Jews for. I'm Mister. I'm Mister Israel. By the way, you know, like you know, yeah, yeah. go in there. It depends what you say. Right. What are you blaming no, the Jews for? No, th- no, this guy blamed the Jews for voting these woke, you know, open border liberal policies in America. You know. You said yourself. Right. Right. They. They. This guy. Yes. This guy goes. You know, I tell that to my Jew friends all the time. Hey, he, pinheads. Right, no, my it's Jew. It's biblical, your stupidity. You guys have been stupid since the, the dawn of Christ. Mm-hmm. How can you vote for Democrats who are now undermining your country my cons- and voting for the idiots that want to blow you up? They're crossing the border as we speak. My conservative Jewish friend in Hollywood who's like way undercover, you know, he just won't, you know, but he goes like, you know, my people are idiots, you know? Yes. Yeah, but <laughs> because in my circles of Republican Party circles, 
anytime I come to the small niche groups of wealthy people who put up, you know, bundlers, I'm in the bundler community, right. where you raise money for candidates. Because in the end, your opinion only counts by how much you raise, mm-hmm. right? So the more you raise, the more they're going to give you eye contact. And when I'm in the Republican Jewish groups, oh my God, boy, do they have it out for the liberal Jews. Because it's 90 <laughs> 10. And I'm 10 and being gracious about it being 10%. It's more like 95 5. But. The conservative Jews are the ones that got Trump to move the embassy to Jerusalem. No, and, and, and they're a, partying on that. What a wonderful... Now, we got Trump to move it. Nobody thought we could do it. Right. And we did it. Right. And we did it for 700 grand. And you guys had proposals out to do it for $7 billion, And that's why nobody would touch it. And he comes, grabs the building mm-hmm. we already owned. Retrofits it for seven hundred grand. Moves the embassy there. Yeah, but it wasn't. It wasn't the money. It was the, it was the John Kerry's and the two state solution and the Democrats and they were and, and the cowardly uh, Republicans like Bush. You know, and, and believe me, what drives these trains? Unfortunately, for the naivete naivete of Lou, uh, he doesn't understand the money world like I understand. But but, but wait wait. Me, it's the money. But wait wait. Let, if let you me, don't have a big price tag to be able to say no to then that argument you just made cannot be made. But wait. But that, when it's accompanied by the big tag, nobody it doesn't go any it doesn't go anywhere. It so, dies. So, but when you have a president say, hey, I'm gonna do this for seven hundred grand, look, it gets done. But let me finish Because the, there's no opposition. Let me finish the Elon Musk. How can you oppose seven hundred thousand dollar embassy? Let me finish the Elon That's like an embassy for Mozambique, you know. The Elon Musk controversy thing. So Continue. This guy said, you know, you know, I I'm so sorry. I mean I'm sorry you know he, then he went over overboard and said like screw you I, I don't care what happens to you know to you guys you know, don't cry don't cry for me Argentina now about what's happening Ooh, that good segue when the border, when the borders you know when when you know, when you're for open, what's happening over there you're for here and and then Musk tweeted you have said the absolute truth and that but was misunderstood he was well, of course. And media matters and other... Out of context. Because uh, he was talking about Jews voting for the liberals. And so was the other guy. And Musk was just, you know, agreeing with the point, which is correct. Megan, on her show, had this Jewish woman... you got to stop touching the microphone. This Jewish woman... Because inside the car, it sounds like a bang. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys in the, your cars. Um, so... Uh, oh, that's very misogynistic. You said guys and her cars. <laughs> So, That's true among men. So Megan, had guys this, are driving her. Cars. Megan had this woman, on, and she was like, uh, pretending to be of, offended by Elon Musk, and Me- and Megan did not defend him, Musk, as you just did, as mm-hmm. I just did, you know. Uh, uh, which is, I'm sorry. Talk about talk about the point which we just addressed is why Jews, you know, vote against their own interests and vote. So do blacks, by the way. For an America that hates their guts. And the party that enslaved blacks is the party they vote for who keeps on enslaving them with a check here and there in welfare. And 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 keeps them in the inner city and keeps them in dungeons and keeps them in government housing and and then keeps plenty of them employed in the government uh, run schools and keeps them all dumb as all hell. And Republicans could care less about blacks. I mean, could care less about the skin color of blacks or the faith of Jews. Show me what you got. In fact, those Republicans just want to know what skills you got. Yeah. And don't talk to me ebonics. I don't understand that language. Talk to me in English. So if they're teaching you ebonics at home, uh, it's time for you to learn English. Right. 
And then while you're at it, you want to get along with us Browns, because I'm a Brown and I can talk the way I want, <laughs> since I'm as Brown as Brown gets, uh, learn some Spanish. Because it's obviously with 7 million illegals, baby, you ain't going to be able to speak English for too much longer. So you don't know how us Hispanics reproduce, man. We don't really care. We can afford kids. We just crank them out. Now, as we crank them out, we learn the American system. Oh, I can crank them out and get him to pay for half? Oh. And then you go to family court and some lefty will give you a ton of money, even if your husband or father of your children has spent the last 10 years in jail. It doesn't matter. As soon as he gets out, he's got to pay up. The 10 years he's behind. So they crank out more kids. In fact, they probably prefer kids with jail sentences because they got a lot of money coming. It's like a jackpot. I know that to be true because in divorce court, I had a gentleman in front of me. I'm going to call him a gentleman because he already served his time, but a hoodlum goes in front of the judge. And she's ripping into him a new one. Neither one of them have counsel. And she's looking at me like she's been here before and been there and done that, the judge. She goes, ma'am, are you done? You're here ranting on this court about this gentleman owing you child support. He just got out of jail. How was he going to pay you child support? He turns to the man. How much can you afford? Have you got a job yet? Yeah, I just got a job. How much can you afford to pay here? He goes, your honor, a dollar. <laughs> he goes a dollar it is you're going to get a dollar until he gets up on his feet and you can come back to this court and maybe you'll get two dollars <laughs> and bro that was before me it's like traffic court just like anything else and then I come which is a much more formal situation with attorneys and all that and, and it's really sad to watch because I claim in my book the fiscals at the fiscals tab on wsqfradio.com that ebook is 300 and something pages. It's written in 2013 and 14. You'll see everything I say there, all the arguments I make, the essays I write to prepare for the reinvention of the United States. One of them is the damage that was caused by Ronald Reagan as governor of California when he signed the Family Act of 1970. The white paper for that act was written by female attorneys. Literally, the Associated Female Attorneys, who were really pissed off in 1948 because they passed a bar, but they, didn't, they weren't allowed to practice in many states. So they wrote this thing, I will get them, and they said in the white paper, because I read the whole damn white paper, it said clear as day that the court should not condone an environment where both parties, either party, blame each other for the demise of the marriage. Why force them into a lie when, in fact, they just want to part ways? But guess what? In him signing the Family Act, nobody had to blame each other. It's called no-fault divorce. Yeah, Lou, I, I, Lou has nothing nothing to say because he's never been married. Everyone, you know, but my girlfriend was divorced. Yes. And all my- it is about giving all the assets to the dude until 2006 when a study somehow, the courts believed, said... We've undermined American society by forcing men to pay to raise their children, therefore holding them hostage. And what did they do? They left the home. They went off with a girlfriend to another state. You never saw them again. And that's the society we have today. That's fighting, breaking in, knocking down statues, blowing up buildings, killing kids on campuses over a cell phone. Uh, you saw a kid that was beaten to shreds over something simple, something as as meaningless as something, (laughs) 
and kids pummeled him. It's men who built character. It's women who build reputations. Okay? But without the character, your reputation becomes ship sailing nowhere. You know? Like the bridge to Hawaii that Biden wanted to build? Like that. If you don't have a man in the home or in their lives forming their character, they can't possibly get a reputation. Take that to Peterson. You see, it makes sense. Look, you know how moved he was? I found him going, damn, he is smarter than me. <laughs> Why doesn't he write for the American Spectator? <laughs> you know, it's this thing that if you guys can't learn to delve in to the actual conversation, get to the heart of the matter, very few people get there. I even suspect Peterson, who I've heard him live, he has difficulty because he's so freaking brilliant. He's way ahead of himself and too many thoughts. Uh-huh. And he leaves the audience like, what did he just say? That's like Victor David Hansen also. No, he's more smooth. He's yeah. got more bedside manner. Yeah. Peterson is just, bro, that guy dices, breaks down the, the, the cellular structure of your brain activity as it's thinking. We, we, have, we, have, we have so many great thinkers on our side, and they have nobody, zero nobody. Uh, and, well, and, at 7 o'clock, I could end the show early and leave it uh, great thinker, soul, talking about the history of the Jews in 49 minutes. Would you like me to do that? Because I got it right there and I've heard it. Thomas Sowell, no. Thomas Sowell describes... Thomas Sowell is a genius. Yeah, he but, describes... No. We, okay, we'll go 30 minutes on what he describes. No, 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 no we won't. We, 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 we're gonna well, do, I, I need to teach you things. I find you, n- I find you let's, inadequate. Yeah, no. I think you got a liberal arts degree at University of Maryland. <laughs> Thomas Sowell says... Let's go, let me, let me that talk. the Palestinians do not exist as a people or a land. No, I, I heard another interview with Shapiro just the other day. He was on there. That the Palestinians were actually named after the Philistines who had conquered the Jew in 135 A.D., and they want nothing to do with these riffraff people. Right. But since you've enslaved these other people, we're going to call this Palestine. For the Palestinians you have enslaved, with ironically, were Jews. But Sam- Jews were the real Palestinians. But Samson took care of the Philistines way back in the... Okay. That's how long ago this is. Yeah, oh yeah. Now, are you implying that Samson took over the Philistines before 135 A.D.? Yeah. Let the audience know. What do you know about Samson Be- and the Philistines? Before 135 B.C. Okay. This is, the Romans named this Palestine in 135 right, A.D. Right, right. I'm talking about... Meaning the, Christ is already the, gone. The Jews... A century has gone by versus, and 35 more the years. The Jews versus the Philistines was 500 years before Christ. Christ. Okay. Good. So, you're making my case. Yeah. So... When I do battle on all these uh, horrid sites, because I, I only go into enemy territory. I'm not really interested in speaking to the choir, really not. Sometimes I'm, I'm not keen on who I'm replying to uh, because I'm dumbfounded that later they're left. And I, quite frankly, I originally entered into their threads supporting them when I realized they didn't agree with me to begin with and they didn't want me supporting them. And I go, oh, some people I assume are conservative or not. So... When I do these battles in the morning, it takes two or three espressos, and I really <laughs> do it just to get the brain functioning. I, oh. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily I, screenshot everything I write, but sometimes I write some beautiful stuff that I do screenshot. I'd like to tell a funny story about the University of Maryland. Go for it. <clears throat> I was a film major to start with. But back then, it wasn't just film. 
which came later, the whole, you know, focus on film uh, over the top, you know. But uh, when I was there, it was RTVF, radio, TV, and film. That was the major. I studied radio, television, film. Yes. Yeah, and know. it flunked me out. And they, had <laughs> <laughs> and they had a great department. Bro, they had one guy who was, you probably had him. He was, I can't remember his at name. Tall, Han- tall, skinny, handsome guy. At, 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 older in age. In, in He's a, brilliant. And I took history of film with him in a huge room of like yeah, yeah. 200 students. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I, I met the most beautiful girl there. Yeah, no, of course. Mel- her name was Melissa without a T. Well, Taw's, Taw's fine arts. I used to walk home with her from the dorm to her into one that one. This was happening too often. It was also in the snow and rain. Oh, it was great. And my whole Miami story. With my, and I had a beautiful Reagan era uh, military marine trench coat. Like a London fog, but military issued. People who knew that that, that is no ordinary thing it was given to me by a Secret Service agent when my father served Reagan, and I took that to Maryland, obviously. Yeah. And uh, since I was going to be seeing my father in D.C. at the time, because he was serving the president at the time, which was the number one reason for going to the University of Maryland. Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, I remember the only guy who knew what the hell it was <clears throat> was her stud boyfriend, lacrosse star. Ah. And he crossed his path on campus. He got tired of the word going out that this handsome guy from Miami, because I was handsome, <laughs> is taking your girl home from the radio television history class all the way back to the dorm. Just hoping they got one kiss, one kiss. <laughs> I only want one kiss. See? Okay. You're all, you're all going to like you, you are gonna like this. And he knew. So there were. What's with, uh, what's with the trench coat? That's, that's a Marine trench coat. Did, he goes, it was given to me by a Secret, a secret Service agent. Really? And she goes, come on. And he calls him by his name, and they walk away. Come on, we're not going to get into this now. And now she's giving the whole walk home is her disclaiming who this guy is who takes her home from class. Uh-huh. And I struck out. Oh. Swing and a miss. So there was a toss fine out. Well, he was a handsome lacrosse player. Dude, he, he would have kicked my ass, yeah, too. Right. <laughs> if I would have crossed uh, one, I mean, path one more time, I would have got my ass beaten. Well, um, I was a lover, not a fighter. So Taz fine arts, which was the big... Building actually it was a modern building, and more the, modern than the other building. It's the only building because the, it was also for theater. Yes, it had the, the theater in there. It's the also the only building that they tell you when you walk by that building, no matter what you hear, don't pay any attention to yes. it. So you would always hear because like, it's rehearsal and yeah, shit. no, but you always hear like, I'm a dragon, you know, and, uh, just the theater people. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so anyway, so. Uh, I I, met, I became friends with these two guys. We were fellow film majors, and we went to all the classes that had... Don't give us any visuals, please. We had all the classes that, that had films in it. Yes. And then there was this... Which real, is now you're a film buff. Right, so. yeah. yeah. So, I've, so it I, stuck I, with I've you. I've actually made a living off the Maryland uh, Experience lessons, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, uh, so we, uh, we took these, like, Pseudo intellectual film courses. We, you know, my friends, which who were funny, were funny as hell. Just wanted to see movies and then do like some, you know, fast commentary on it. But they were forced to. What a shame! There was no net, huh? But there, but there was all these. You, you guys know, would have a ball on a podcast. But, that had been today. But there was all these, you know, like real intellectual, and uh, and there was this guy, intellectual professor, and he would talk for like an hour. And we had, and he would show a film, then he would talk for an hour, and we'd have no idea what the hell he was saying. <laughs> but he was talking about 
Andre Bazan, who was a famous early film critic, and Sergei Eisenstein, who was a famous Russian filmmaker who did the Battleship Potemkin and a bunch of other movies. Right over my head. Right, right, right. And over a lot of people's heads, you know. I mean, I was I was hanging in there for a while, but even but I... But you ran to yeah, see the movie. Right. So, anyway, so my friend is is funny as hell, and, he, and he, he's a comedian, and he's dying of, like, you know... So, uh, and this is a big auditorium, as you described, you know, like, like... Amphitheater time. Yeah, like 200 people. The teacher's down below you. And and the guy, and finally the guy looks up and he says, I'm not getting any enough feedback from you people. So I'm afraid I'm just going to have to start signing, you know, uh, uh, designating assignments. And so I'm going to start giving, uh, you know, giving assignments for, I'm going to pick people. Force you to reply. Right. And 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 they're gonna have to do papers, you know. And my, so I'm sitting with on the left, my friend Bill, on the right, my friend Pat, and Pat, who's funny as hell, but also kind of like a, a malcontent. You know, again, 500 people in the auditorium. You know, you know that the the auditorium went from 200 to 500 yeah. in a matter of yeah. five minutes. Well, the guy's a spec. The the, the teacher's a spec, and he's looking around. He goes, so I'm just gonna give an assignment, and and you. <laughs> he looked around, and my friend Pat is going. He's going to pick me. He's going to pick me. He's no Pat. Look, there's like 500 people. And he's going to be. So, sure enough, Bob Coker looks up and he goes, "You, <laughs> Pat. I knew it. I knew it. You. I want you to do an assignment, a paper, uh, on the Bazan Eisenstein controversy, and he can't, film critics, right? And 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 my friend Pat goes. The only controversy is whether I'm going to do this piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> the only controversy is whether I'm going to submit this paper or not. <laughs> just, but it was just, I mean, I, I've, I've never known somebody who's like so sure of his downfall. And yeah. sure enough, it was like, I'll never forget. You know. And, and uh, you guys end up finishing the course, not flunking out like me. Uh, no, we finished, yeah. That, we no, finished, you got your grades right. and everything. No, we got our grades, yeah. Then you know what I did after, uh, at the time, check out visionary this was. Oh, my God, it's so sad because of what could have been than what I became. I wanted to be an entertainment attorney. Wow. And didn't exist in those days except for the ones who just represented actors. Right, right. But what was my spin for athletes? Ah. And look at Drew Rosenhaus. And not today. Partying with the UM. Yeah, today. And when he comes, when he ends up on the news and representing all those UM athletes, I'm saying, freaking Drew. He's living my dream because he actually went to school. And I had all that in my head, which was the reason for going and even devising the major within the radio, television, and film department with a counselor. And that we were formulating my degree so that I'd be the only guy graduating from University of Maryland with an entertainment law degree. Mike, uh, entertainment Mike, law uh, undergrad. Mike Dumonceau was. Never it? got there, though. Okay. Remember, three semesters <laughs> gone. But. You think if you go to college and you barely get in, that you would just take some courses and graduate? No, no, no. I didn't invent my own degree. And then I had to fight with everybody who thinks that Fidel Castro was a, some some guy who overthrew a dictator. Che Guevara. You know, and yeah. Che Guevara would come up, and there I was yelping again. I remember I had this uh, black uh, political science professor. Of course, I can't remember his name because he flunked me out. But all I did was argue with him. No wonder there was... My opinions were in my essays, and he would read them out, out loud, like if he was right. No, dude, you were wrong, and you misinformed everybody around you. I lived that stuff that I wrote. D, 
F. Yeah. Uh. It was always over uh, stuff that uh, were I was being accused not of uh, content, but of of how I how I wrote. You know that I was coarse and abrasive, and I left stuff out, and then I spent time insulting, and he didn't like that writing style. I don't know about the University of Maryland. I don't hear about them in the in the the, uh, Today's the, the stories that I write. But all the other universities in the Washington area are woke cesspools. My brother graduated from George Washington. George Washington is a cesspool. And Amer- it's, they, they merely run to the Department of State. American U is a cesspool. Yes. George Washington. Has a lot of Muslims. George American Washington University. University is a cesspool. Yeah. George Mason in Fairfax is a freaking cesspool, and I've got friends who you know or come up, they come you know, out down around right, right, and 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 I and I have friends who work in the and they're in they're they're really supportive of the deep state, right? Yeah, no, and and and, and Fairfax is quite but George, but Georgetown that you know, Georgetown was the exorcist, with, uh, you know, Catholic. Catholic you know, is Catholic. Yes, yeah, they're yeah, probably pro abortion today. Yeah, and and now it's like yeah. God, it's just, it's so sad, and it has to stop. We have to, you know, we, we, have to ta- we have to take back the church because it's the last, you know, the last standing force. No. You have to take back your school. Yeah, but everything the, else. One followed. thing leads to the other because even Catholic Start at school. Even Catholic schools aren't doing the Start job. Start at school. We're talking about, what do you think George How many is? years have you been ignoring me? Uh. You know, you're in timeout. Go stand in the corner somewhere. <laughs> All you pinheads, by the way, on my YouTube channel, Mac on the Rock Rampage, 200 and something videos. I can't say that none of them are more popular than maybe 500 viewers. I get more views on stupid little videos that I edit that are already out there. People loving my videos as if they're mine and they're all copy and pasted edits. You know, since It's sad out there. The shallowness is just beyond comprehension. I have a theory about it's called the tadpole theory. But if you go on my YouTube channel, Mac on the Rock Rampage, you'll see a series of four videos completely ablibbed from my brain, sitting in a park, talking why, making uh, clear to, to all of us, if we don't take back our public schools, the physical budget of a public school the bricks and mortar of the school, the light fixtures, the doorknob, then naturally we can't change the book or the staff. If we don't take over the school, I repeat, the physical school by taking over its budget, by amending the goddamn law that I was the first to use, we are going to perish. And people like Luke, without children, are going to criticize that. I still hope to have children. Yes. And they'll be dumb as rocks in food, <laughs> in food lines. Probably attending the University of Maryland, which now becomes a community college. No way, man. My wife will educate them. Huh? When I have a wife. It, how about if she's a she? A he, she. Mm. You didn't find out he was a he until later. Yeah, that won't happen. Because she was fantastic. The, the, she looked great stop in it, that, that bridal won't gown. happen. Yeah? yeah. There's, it's very easy to be. Uh, I'm Manuela. It's very easy to become a Manuela. Mm. Yeah. It's one of those things. On that note. No, it was 15 more minutes. You didn't want me to play uh, Thomas Sowell. Right, okay. Thomas Sowell had a conversation about schooling. Right, yeah. Where he was being interviewed. No, everyone, I mean. And guess what? He's the same jerk off as Tucker and everybody else who actually think the clock's not going to run out, that we actually have the time to win the majority of a school board member 
hold it for decades to repair the school system. How in the hell are you planning to do that? I had a school board candidate here, and she was talking about the the personal issue that is the K-8 Center. She also talked about the deplorable conditions of other schools within Dade County. And guess what? She just wanted to get elected to the school board. And I looked at her like, uh, I'm giving you all the airtime I can. Your opposing candidate is not on the air here. And I'm letting you talk and talk and talk and talk. And, I, and at the end of the interview, I said, what about just taking over the public school by winning the vote in the Florida Parent Empowerment Law 1002-33-Clause 3B? And she looked at me like, you're kidding me, right? I want to say something. Why? Because she saw me get slammed. Because the law has not been amended. I want to say something. Been ten and guess what? She got slammed in the election. She got slammed hard. She got very little votes. I want to talk about something uh, grim in the last 10 minutes. And that is, um, <coughs> I believe that Israel is messing up in the war against Hamas. I think these, I, I think these uh, ceasefires, I think is is giving. They, I don't think they. I, I know. Look, they're smarter than I am. They're better. <coughs> but but they have no idea. You can't give the left chance to work on public opinion, and that's what they're doing, and they're doing it masterfully. And the Israelis are looking like chumps, and they're giving them exactly— you know, It's going to cost Netanyahu and, his position. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and I, look, I, I, I want all the hostages to get out. But, you know, the, as far as war strategy, I mean, if you look at it historically, you know, that's all they'll do. They'll just go over. They'll take hostages, and then call when, a truce. Right? Yeah. When there's when there's oh look, uh, they don't care. You know. So uh, I think they're going to lose. I think in the long run, I think that they're going to lose unless they surprise me and just wipe Hamas off the map, which is going to be harder by the day. My friend said it best. You know what? They're going to turn Gaza into a grease pit. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, it, they're going to make it unlivable. Therefore, either the, either the Qataris come and rebuild it, yeah. and they have the nightmare that you're talking about, right? or I go, let me stop you there. Let's take this further. Instead of a grease pit, close your eyes and think of this, ladies and gentlemen, a glass waterfront where tourists come. And there are no Muslims living there. It's all glass. Which means, what does that mean? So much freaking napalm that all the sand there turns to glass. And the buildings are completely gone. North, south, east, and west. And you force Egypt, Jordan, Iran, and Iraq to take two point something million Gazians. Yeah. Then another two-point-something Golan Heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you call the Golan freaks? They're called Golan Muslims? I don't know. The problem with the Golan Heights is so severe is because it's just as congested as Gaza, but it's got 800 to 1,000 feet of elevation over Tel Aviv, meaning a rocket from Golan Heights is much more effective into Tel Aviv than a rocket from Gaza. That's at the same plane. But... If they don't turn the entire kingdom of David into a, a holy <laughs> Jewish state and everybody out, they can go wherever they want. 
but it's by force the, or, or perish. The point is, that, you know, and they, you have to exile them to the Sinai Peninsula, where the 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 the, the Bidens and Obamas of the world can build beautiful cities for them under UN occupation. The, the point is, I'm shocked. Nature's occupation. I'm shocked. I'm, I'm shocked that the Israelis have allowed this. I'm, I'm I'm like I'm like stunned that they have stopped the war and the. You know, I, like again, there may be stuff. Well, you know that was coming. The pressure to bear was just but, too but, much. But you they know, le- they haven't learned anything because it, it's it's very profitable to have this angst. And and, and 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 now Biden's talking about a two-state solution, which is the dumbest idiocy I've ever seen. You know, or? well, that's the point I'm making. There is no such thing as right. But they, but but it's why back, because they don't. The other side doesn't want. It's back on the table, and it's just mad, dude. It's never going to be on the table because the Muslims don't want a two-state solution. I know that's why you had to. You, they want a one-state solution. That's why you can't, no Jews. You can't talk and and I, and I turn on you know I turn on the news for like a minute. Now I you know I'll turn on Fox News and it's today they released ten hostages. I'm going what the hell? And tomorrow they release ten hostages. You know that's the news. You know and the only news I want to hear is Israel wipes out Hamas. You know that's it. Um, unfortunately, <clears throat> going back going back to education, um, they're taught they're <laughs> they're taught to hate. You know, of course they are. Um, of course they are. So the Jews are animals, and that they're, they're monkeys. It's, it's horrible. It's just horrible. No, and you can't li- say monkeys, man. Little kids, they're, they're gonna, they're pigs, gonna take, they're pigs. Gonna, they're gonna take our license away. No, well, I'm not saying it. That's the only forbidden word here. Okay. You can't do any Planet of the Apes stuff. Okay. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna depart on this note. A minute forty seven seconds about the Golan Heights okay. because. We already know plenty about Gaza. Uh-huh. So here we go. Stay free, my friends. Area of the Middle East that intersects Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, and Israel. The Sea of Galilee and various rivers offer a natural, if not disputed, border. It's named after a biblical passage from the books of Deuteronomy and Joshua and covers a bean-shaped area roughly 71 kilometers from north to south and 43 kilometers east to west at its widest. Nations have wrestled for supremacy over the ancient land for more than a century. In modern times, Jews began settlement attempts around 1894, but were thwarted by a hostile Arab population and Ottoman law. The French inherited the Golan as part of their mandate of Syria after the First World War, and independent Syria took over in 1941. Seven years later, another conflict left many dead while Syria fortified its western border. Israel eventually gained control through occupation of the territory during the Six-Day War in June 1967. That's a period of time that saw Israel triple in size while it fought with Arab neighbors Syria, Jordan, and Egypt. Settlements soon followed and Israel effectively annexed the Golan in 1981. Syria tried to reclaim the land in force during the 1973 Arab-Israeli War that eventually proved unsuccessful. On the 25th of March 2019, U.S. President Donald Trump signed a proclamation officially granting U.S. recognition of the Golan Heights as Israeli territory, while Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu looked on. So far, the U.S. is the only country to recognize Israel's sovereignty over the Golan. Both Canada and the United Nations refused to follow suit. John Haddon, Global News. As you can see... That has to continue and expand because by by forcing people to go to the other side of the Jordan River, 
Israel can now live in peace with a huge wall. Maybe even a train going around. Woo, woo, moving cargo. My great train idea. So, folks, there are solutions to these problems. They're concrete. They're possible. Yes, they are Machiavellian. But what's the alternative? Your enemy has to be destroyed where revenge is not a factor. I think he said it, and I'm paraphrasing. Machiavelli said, the revenge on your enemy has to be so dilapidating that his revenge is no longer a factor. So stay free, my friends. We'll be back next Tuesday on Blink Radio for the Lou and I, and him is gone. (laughs) Brain damage, Pink Floyd is up next. Take care. Stay free. If you like our programming on WSQF 94.5 in Key Biscayne, you can also hear us very far away nationwide, WSQFradio.com. And if you like our audio files and our subject matter, subscribe to YouTube Mac on the Rock Rampage. Take care and stay free.